Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Movie of the Year Genre Blast. Every single season, we take a timeout to say, hey, what if like dramas, we just didn't have to like, give all of the awards to dramas? What if there was something else to do? Mike, I always go to you. Mike, Greg, you're here with me. I'll do that before Mike. <laughs> now, if I'm, if I'm correct, Ryan, Genre Blast is brought to you by Taco Bell Baja Blast. Taco Bell Baja Blast. You've heard about it, but you've never tried it. And uh, okay, so first of all, Greg, you're doing a good job with our sponsors. And one, you shut Mike's constant Del Taco talk down. Like now he can't do it. Uh, it's just tune into tune into Mike's non pop filter podcast, Taco Del Taco Talk, uh, where he does all of this. But Mike, what's wrong with dramas? Why do you hate them so much? Uh, it's that I think they're fodder for lazy people to be like, oh yes, that is good because you have to you have to think, and I don't think it's harder to act sad than it is to crack jokes with perfect timing. Uh, I think you can do a lot of artistic things throughout all the genres, but instead people go, no, I want no genre. The only award thing that deserves award is a thing that's only no genre. Do we blame Meryl Streep? I mean, like she sort of dictates who who gets awards and then she's not starring in like low budget horror movies and uh, broad comedies. Is it her fault? Well, she's starring in things like Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again and Into the Woods. So she at least got the uh, subpar musicals unlocked. She is actually she works, man. She like is (laughs) she is often working. She like her reputation is that she is only hitting home runs, but she's in a lot of kind of like crappy movies. I can't. I can't imagine how much that frustrates Nicolas Cage. I'm doing the same thing. And she gets nominated every single year. That sucks. But Um, I guess dramas tend to be about so much stuff. And I think that what's interesting is all the different dimensions of dramas. Comedies tend to be like less, you know, they're more focused, I guess. And so they, they don't invite the same amount of like, depth of conversation i guess yeah w- w- when i think of th- there are good dramas maybe i've heard but like when i think of drama it is like green book and shawshank redemption and i'm like yeah dramas are suck get your preachy stupid bullshit out of here and honestly, or the it's best boring part, the best like, parts of green book were that the, the funny parts there's like legit funny parts in that movie. well that's anytime people are like well it's a good drama as funny parts i'm like the like comedy mother mm. <laughs> vigo mortensen takes a uncut pizza pie and then he sort of folds it into like a big pizza taco and then takes a bite out of it. He says, uh, my name is Vigo. Welcome to Green Book. And then just swallows <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> this is the pizza <laughs> slurp. <laughs> it seems unfair. I am not backing you up, Mike, because I love dramas. It's my favorite genre uh, because as the movie expert, I am uh, fully mainstream and will just like what people tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dramas do me the favor of being like, hey, we're about something. And here's what it is, <laughs> audience. And, but the, like horror will like hold that back. They'll be like, I'm not even going to tell you. You have to figure it out. Isn't that bullshit? Yeah. Anything that makes you dig and think is dumb as hell. Well, and but then with horror movies, it's always like, who's the real monster? I feel like you get to the end of every single one of these puzzles and it's just the horror movie is like, maybe the good guy is the bad guy. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> Again, yes, very well done. <laughs> you convinced but- me. It's the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I was so excited that the board chose 1985. I'm so pumped to do this. Um, but I got to say, the year is front-loaded. And uh, we have talked about so many of the famous movies. And uh, there is nothing behind it. 
So uh, I have taken a lot of our categories and taken them from eight candidates in the bracket to four. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but like it's because the board couldn't take them to eight. There was just <laughs> nothing there. Well, yeah. Because this is reflective of the fact that 85 has a like a bunch of movies that we think about all the time and like that are like in the top 10 of like maybe movies of all time. But it falls off the table just if you're making a list mm-hmm. of good 85 movies, right? But I would say worse than any other year that we've ever yeah. done. Like when, we're do- <laughs> when we're doing 2019 genre blast, we're like, uh, let's figure out what the best action is. And there's eight candidates, obviously, uh-huh. comedy, because that was last year. You know, what is the best sci-fi? It was last year. And every other year... We're like, oh, man, I love those movies. Let's battle them out. In 85, they were like, guys, everyone making movies in 85? Let's make 14 good movies, and that is it. <laughs> Let's all we work together. To stop. Uh, for, for the listeners, uh, and definitely not me at all, can we talk about what Genre Blast as a show is? All right, so we took Mike's lead, and we were like, maybe dramas are the worst, even though they always fill out the bracket every single year let's go into some other things besides drama we will not be doing drama and mike we will not be doing horror why because that is the bonus season of movie of the year this season bonus so we're gonna we're gonna talk about other genres other than drama and give some other types of movies some time we're gonna hand out awards of like you were the best of this but i will have to say i do have to say that uh back to the future is not in the comedy bracket tonight. It is not in the sci-fi bracket tonight. It is in the real bracket, and we can't just give back to the future more awards. Okay, so all of the... Could we? We probably should should just win. Okay, let's just do that then. (laughs) Also, because it's 85, we do have a Michael J. Fox bracket, and I do think it's going to take that down over Teen Wolf. When we come back, we're going to go over all of the genres that exist. Again, guys, some of these are not full brackets. So if you pick one that's half... You just have to deal with it. Greg, you're up first. Okay. And I, I, I throw out a genre to you? Uh, yeah, let me give you some ideas. Okay. <laughs> 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 Sci-fi romance, Ryan. Dramedy. Action, comedy, family. Sci-fi, stop. Romance, stop. Fantasy and crime. Where do you think 85 should go? Fan- I, I want to do fantasy. Yeah, boy. Because I got, if, I got pretty excited is, about these when I looked at the list. Fantasy is a foursome, so I'm going to give you a different four after this. Let's knock out fantasy real quick. Uh, your first seed in fantasy is a movie called Legend. Uh, it stars Tom Cruise. It stars uh, Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. But mostly it stars horns. Yes. Yeah. Like, is this the... This is the movie where, like, even more than airplane jets in the Navy, Tom Cruise was overacted by a prop. Yes. By Tim Curry's horns. Costuming, the unicorn horn. Sloan, uh, who's horny the whole time. Man, this is this might be the movie that we do as like our bonus episode, right? Our Patreon episode. We already picked the color purple. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, well, that doesn't deserve it. Let's that's do such a good movie. This is such a deeply weird, weird movie, but I think it's gonna I think it's gonna take this bracket down. The number four seed is the peanut butter solution, where uh where a kid with alopecia Oh, yeah. uh, covers his head with peanut butter, and then it, his hair grows so long that he can barely stand in the wind because he's got like '80s <laughs> rock video beautiful hair. Is that a Judy Bloom book that is based? It on? is a it is a children's book. Yeah. If it's not Judy Bloom, like they definitely read Judy Bloom and then yeah. made this movie. Yeah, uh, I wonder how like the the effects were for this with this kid's Fabio hair. Yeah, like it was it's... all, or even the peanut butter. Like it was all CGI peanut butter. <laughs> 
Oh, they should have gone practical. Peter so Fenner are those two be... movies squaring off against each other? Yes, they are. Yeah. I, do re- I, d- I have faint memories of a kid with very, very, very long hair uh, walking through the wind. And otherwise, I cannot believe <laughs> this movie ever came out. It's, yeah, and I can't believe it came out at this time. It seems like it would just be a nightmare to try to make this using practical effects, like really long wigs, and then off camera people are like waving them or something. No, <laughs> too hard. <laughs> I think this may have been the very, very start of we understand that we're not going to make any money in theaters, and we don't care. Like this is the start of like people will rent us, we'll get put on oh, cable, wow. and so like we're going to make this ten million dollar budget movie that will make ten dollars, ten million dollars in theaters. And this is the first time, like, studio heads started thinking of that stuff. That, like, we'll sell it to HBO? Right. Wow. And ABC and, like, Peanut Butter Solutions, one of those movies, like, yes, we know it's not going to be a hit. We don't care. Do you think it's on HBO Max? Can we all go watch it right now? Everything should be on HBO Max. But, guys, Legend, Mike, did I talk you out of Legend with this peanut butter hair solution? I've been told that if it wins, we get to watch it. We get to. Not we have to. We get to watch it. And I'm kind of interested. No, yeah, it has to be Legend. (laughs) <laughs> Greg? <laughs> yeah, Legend for sure. Legend is very important to me. Your next and final matchup is Ladyhawk, which was in the top 32, versus Red Sonja, a.k.a. Girl Conan, a.k.a. a movie that starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. That came Which out. means a movie that I've seen. I want to see both of these movies. Yeah. I've, th- I've thought about doing that just to get like more you know background information on 85, because I guarantee both of these movies are the weirdest fucking movie you've ever seen for reasons we couldn't come up with having not seen it. But it, I bet Red Sonja is a deeply troubling movie. It's a uh, Brigitte Nielsen. Do uh-huh. you guys remember her? Yeah. Mostly Statue known now as wife of Flavor Flav. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, these movies are awesome because uh, 85 sort of like wasn't sure about what America meant. And then they hired these like, uh, European actors to say like define it for us and they're <laughs> batshit <laughs> you're really tall and you have an interesting accent will you help shepherd our culture for a while are you talking to me or Brigitte Nielsen both either one yeah all, all I know about Red Sonja is that I say it wrong and that the comic book covers the advertisements for the comic books really titillated me when I was 13 buying comic books oh yeah <laughs> I know was- I did not know it was a movie it was like those Fabio covers where it's like, ooh, look at him. This is – she like her comic book and the movie about her, uh, I assume she's a real person, it's the kind of thing that reminds me that like how stupid I am because while I'm finding it sexy because I'm just like incapable of not finding it sexy, I'm just like, this, but it's so stupid. And it causes this like loop where I just feel so <laughs> stupid. But at the same time, I'm like, but she's got big bosoms. And so it just makes me feel more like a monkey than at any other time. I, if I read the Red Sonia comic, it would only be for the worst possible reasons. <laughs> right. Because your internet uh, went out. <laughs> it's going up against Lady Hawk, which is Richard Donner, director of The Goonies and the Lethal Weapon series. And it stars Matthew Broderick, Rugger Hauer, and Michelle Pfeiffer, which is an 85 fucking powerhouse right yeah. now. Uh, it was an abject failure. Like, it just didn't work. People weren't ready for... I don't know, like, it seemed like there was this long time between uh, something and Lord of the Rings where we were like, no, come on, yeah, no swords fantasy. and, yeah, none of that shit. Uh, but now it's sort of had a cult following. I, I feel like that it should probably beat 
The Red Sonia, yes? Yes. Yeah, I'm legit interested in seeing this movie. And I, I think movies like this came along because of Star Wars. But we were like, we'll do it in space. You can do space stuff, but no fantasy stuff. No King Arthur I don't want to see a prairie. I don't want to see trees. No metal swords. Like, I don't want to hear anyone speaking with, like, THs. Doth. That's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like robots and teddy bears. <laughs> I am... I'm a little bit nervous, though, because of the type of nerds that you guys are, that Lady Hawk is, what if John Hughes made a James Cameron-like movie? And at this time, it was like Terminator and stuff. You guys are going to fucking hate this movie. But Lady Hawk does definitely move on. And then we have Legend versus Lady Hawk. I, Greg and I, we're finding, have a very similar background where Legend is deeply and weirdly yeah. important to us, and we have not seen Lady Hawk. <laughs> he, he speaks for me. <laughs> I'm feeling that if the color purple is not enough for the Patreons, there may be a legend episode. Uh, Greg, you only got four, so you have romance or crime. What do you want? Um, crime. All right. Your first seat is witness. Can I your get four- it? Your fourth seat is crime wave. And now, Mike, I do think that we have reviewed this movie on a podcast. This is uh, Sam, Sam Raimi, right? Sam Raimi's attempt at uh, combining... 1930s film noir with Zaz Brothers airplane with what Sam Raimi will eventually become. And it is as confusing and bad as everything I just said. <laughs> it's also called Crime Wave, and it's two dudes who commit two crimes. Like, it was, <laughs> it really <laughs> lets you down based on the title. That is the dorkiest thing I can imagine. These two dudes referring to that as a crime wave. <laughs> well, you know, we've but, only done the one crime so far. <laughs> we'll do a second. The problem is, is like the whole point of Genre Blast is to get rid of movies like Witness. You know, like it's such a fucking basic, oh, I'm going to go to the movies with my mom and watch a boring drama. What is Do- Witness? Harrison Ford, Amish oh, Community. Oh, yes. That sounds so much more interesting than I know crime wave is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, what do you think? I am going to go with Witness because it's a bigger movie, but I'm not interested in either one of these. All right. Your next matchup is Fletch, which could not make the comedy list. So we're putting it in crime. Okay. Versus Pritzy's Honor, a John Huston movie starring his daughter with Jack Nicholson about assassins in love that one of the three of us thought should make the full-on bracket. It sounds very interesting. But now we're at the point where, like, you guys don't have to, like, appease me and, like, get that movie pushed on. Uh-huh. Uh, you just kick it out right now. I have to say, I think it's weird uh, if your dad's the director. <laughs> yeah. Just in general? I think that's that would be just, like, a weird feeling, you know? Like, you're like, did it I d- earn this role? Do people think I earned this role? And just working It did not your- work for S- Sofia Coppola. Like, yeah. He did not get a good performance out of her. That is one of the all-time terrible performances in a movie, right? Like, where you cannot believe that it's actually in a Hollywood movie. The last scene of Godfather Part 3 is her saying, fine, I'll direct. And then she's <laughs> the box off stage. Yeah, that's why I love it. It's the origin story. <laughs> she storms off the screen into a bullet. I think we already talked about this, but do you guys have any history with Fletch? No, and the more I think about, like, I know Chevy Chase is supposed to be great, and a lot of people have fond feelings about it. So many of his movies assholes have quoted at me my entire life and they don't have a personality so they just talk about his movies so i voted out of here his whole like comic styling is what if we made my rage funny like what if we did like cute interpretations of how the fact of the fact that i'm just super angry and like legitimately hate everyone around me 
like his jokes are always based on everyone around me is a complete buffoon. Mm-hmm. I uh, so Greg, what's your vote? What are my two choices? Fletcher, Princey's Honor. Oh, I'm gonna go with Princey's Honor. That movie sounded interesting. I fucking love how you guys talk about Chevy Chase and all of the silence and then continue to be friends with me. <laughs> no, there's a <laughs> reason we hate Chevy Chase. Uh, all right, so it's Witness, Harrison Ford, Princey's Honor, Jack Nicholson. What are we doing, Greg? I gotta say Princey's Honor, man. For a movie that I have not seen, this sounds very interesting. Yeah, this sounds like my favorite movie I've never seen and never will. So, Princey's Honor. Your fantasy movie of 85 is Legend. Your crime movie of 85 is Princey's Honor. Mike, you are up next. Do you want your choices? I would love them. Horror? No. Action? Comedy? Family? Sci-fi? Romance? Let's go sci-fi. Good choice. Good choice. Guys, fuck. Like, do you think that we're in a good place with sci-fi right now? Like, Yeah. Currently? Current times? Yeah. 2020. I don't know. Um, we've got the big, stupid sci-fi. I think that part of it has been, do- it's just, like, been doing okay. Um, but I was really, at Astra, I felt was like going to be a watershed moment. And at Astra, for me, was like a big disappointment. If I were like one of these Snyder Cut bros, I imagine there's an Ad Astra cut where there's no voiceover, and I think that would actually make the movie a whole lot better. But that movie was either going to be like Contact and then start this an- another sci-fi wave, or it was going to like just be a misfire, and it was a- it was way closer to a misfire. So I'd say sci-fi is kind of like meh. But we, we have like, and then I'm going back a little bit. We have like Ex Machina and Annihilation and Dune. Blade Runner and Dune, like, there's people who are making cool, thoughtful, and trying to at various levels. And you know Shane Carruth is going to surprise us in, like, a year with another crazy movie. He said he's out, Mike. He said he's out. He's not doing anything else. And that felt like a big swath of time to say, like, take movies from these seven years, right? Like, right, I have yeah. no sense of time. So, in my head, it's all the last two years. And Dune, I think, will be another watershed moment. If Dune is a success that Blade Runner 2049 was in the way that Blade Runner 2049 is a success, then I, I think sci-fi is going to be in a good place. But if it's if it's a swing and a miss, um, then I think that's going to be painful. The thing that I thought we were missing and we would get from 85, and apparently that's not the case, is that it's sci-fi, period. But what we have now, and maybe for a really long time, is that it's sci-fi hyphen this. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be sci-fi action, sci-fi comedy, sci-fi drama, sci-fi romance. There's... There, we don't have sci-fi horror is a big one. Yeah. You know, uh, like event horizon. I always go to is like this yeah. very sci-fi E, you know, like let's talk about, uh, how nebulas go across Fertifaz and <laughs> it, it really is just a horror movie. Like there aren't just any more. That's a sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's what Ad Astra I felt like was not, was almost not sci-fi. I mean, it was just, what if we told heart of darkness in space and kind of combined it with no country, for old men and when it got so it's not a foreground anymore it's a background yeah totally and because and and the way you feel that watching at astra in particular is that uh the science in the movie is really stupid and it's like they didn't they the movie famously had like a science consultant on it and i imagine that they every time i asked him something he's like no that's not the way it works and they're like oh too bad (laughs) we're trying to tell this story i would put 2049 on this list but like there's a ton of character development and there's a ton of like there's nothing sci-fi going on here, guys. So come and watch our movie. You know, like, but that's. That- I, I also think no, what what is a sci-fi movie that's not 
a romance or an action or like I, I don't know what you're talking about if it doesn't also do two thousand one Alien. But Alien is a horror movie. Aliens is an action movie. <laughs> Alien three. Resurrection. Drama. Contact is a sci fi movie. Alien yeah. Contact was an 1850s period piece. I <laughs> loved it. But like, I, I, I think that like they've always played, uh, other than I guess 2001, but like Star Trek is, has action moments, has kind of like, to say it can only be this, I don't know what that just that means then. So just a drama, a sci-fi drama? All right, let's go through the bracket. You guys are going to, on some of these, have to only judge by title, and I'm sorry, but... <laughs> You weren't 20 in 1985, and some of these you may have a problem with, but this is the bracket that we got. Your first one is called, your number one seed is called Life Force. No. I have never heard of this movie. <laughs> Which uh, just got scooted out of the horror genre bracket that we're doing, Mike, the uh, special show. Your mm-hmm. other one is, uh, your eighth seed is Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds, Let's yeah. go with that. that I All imagine right. a little kid's friend with a, a big robot-looking alien or something. I have to say, that feels like the the roots of, like, from like 1950s sci-fi you know mm-hmm. that that feels like the the old school sci-fi nonsense i just yeah, i feel bad because it's just a catch-all your number two and you, you'll see in this matchup your number two seed is cocoon okay i think this is old people yeah and it's aliens and the keep like keeping people young right ryan yeah and then number your set your number seven seed is my science project which is like a high school drama where they figure out how sci-fi is I have no idea. It's I a really boring, no weird science. Let's go uh, with let's cocoon. Go cocoon. It was a major hit. That does make yeah. sense to me. Mike, you okay with that? Yeah. There is that Twitter is... account that uh, tells you like current celebrities as they age into the same age as Wilfred Brimley in that movie. It's very <laughs> yeah. interesting. Like J-Lo is like, way older than, or is almost as old, I should say, not way older than he was but, in like, that movie. If I was like, hey, Greg, draw an old person right now, you would just draw Wilford. Yeah. Burton. Like when he was 48 years old, yeah. he was the epitome he of old person. He was already old. Uh, your next one is Real Genius, which is probably mostly a comedy with Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Popcorn House. Up against Daryl, a movie that is an acronym. Daryl. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's sci-fi. That's It is about a barrel who lives, right? It gets struck probably by lightning like, and then it wreaks havoc around town. Dangerous. Android, really rad. You lose. You'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved so much more uh, D Barrel, and it was still an acronym, but it was just Dangerous Barrel. <laughs> and watch out for that shit. Well, there's uh, a Dangerous okay. Barrel out there, guys. Hang on. Uh, Real Genius should probably be in comedy, but it got bumped out. Uh, Daryl is a kids movie that is an acronym as a title. What do you guys think, Greg? <laughs> Daryl. Woo. Mike. Real Genius. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with Daryl. Shit. And then finally, we have Enemy Mine. Oh, yeah. Which, which is, uh, I want to say, uh, Danny Glover is the alien who just basically, he's an alien because they like taped up footballs to the back of his head. Yeah. And then, uh, shit. One of those brothers, the le- the less crazy brother of the two. You guys remember? Jim Belushi. <laughs> sure. And uh, they they land on a planet and they want to kill each other, but then they learn to fall in friend. Yeah, this is like an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation or something. It's like a human and an alien get stuck on a planet, and they become like interdependent. They don't really understand each other, but they learn to understand each other. And it turns out the alien is pregnant, 
It's awesome. actually a pretty interesting movie, and it's the kind of sci-fi I think that we were talking about not having, which is just it asks like a moral question or a human question in a sci-fi context, and that's exactly what this does, which is like, can we learn to broker a separate peace with an individual and, who's like part of a race that we're warring against? And figure out our own language. I want to apologize to all of the... Uh, Danny Glover fans, it is Louis Gossett Jr., and it's Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. That's them. Randy Quaid is the crazy one. Uh, so we have, that's going up against Godzilla 1985, where they took a old Japanese movie and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the <laughs> edit. So uh, Raymond Burr, a uh, chubby guy from like 60s TV, is now reacting to the giant lizard instead of Asian people. That Let's sounds offensive. <laughs> <laughs> End line? Enemy en- mine. Enemy mine. Sounds. I want to watch that tonight. All right, guys. <laughs> the bracket came out weird. Here we go. Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin versus Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine. Cocoon versus Daryl. Cocoon. Dare. <laughs> Cocoon. And then Enemy Mine versus Cocoon. What is the sci fi movie of 1985? It's probably Cocoon. It has to be Cocoon, right? I mean, like it's uh, it's driving Miss Daisy, but aliens are in the pool. So there we go. Now it's sci-fi, guys. Congratulations to all three of those movies: Legend, Princey's Honor, and Cocoon. When we come back, let's do more. Michael, you're up next. You've got action, comedy, family, or romance. What do you think? Let's see what the family's up to. I don't know if we've ever done family. <laughs> Guys, I think that we are, before we do this, uh, let me just say that I think that we are we- living in a very weird age where kids 10 and under are the number one draw for studios. Uh-huh. And like 30 years ago, they didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, you just got whatever garbage they had like sitting around. Like if this, is, this is a cartoon that comes from Germany. We kind of redubbed the... <laughs> <laughs> But we, we we used the same German language, but just screamed it. So I hope you like it. Uh, they would release into theaters five episodes of a TV show that you would see on TV and be like, <laughs> buy your tickets, idiots. Uh, right now, they are the people who like push the entire uh, movie market. You know, like if they didn't like MCU, if they didn't like Minions, then we wouldn't get them. But like 10 to 12 Ima- years. Imagine not liking Minions. But here's what we got for Family in 85, Mike. Your first uh, matchup is The Black Cauldron. Yes. Versus Sesame Street Presents Follow That Bird, a theatrical release following the journeys of Big Bird. The Black Cauldron is based on a fucking, is it Lloyd Webster? Do you know this kind of fantasy, Greg? Andrew Lloyd Webster? No, uh, Taron the Wanderer. I'm trying to remember the other books. It's like a five book, like kids fantasy series that is dope. I'm not familiar with them. This movie looks scary. It is weird. It looks like scary. a legit scary movie. <laughs> yeah, they took the third entry of this book series, which is also the scariest one because they fight a devil with antlers. Uh, and I like, let's make it a kids movie. <laughs> and it's a Disney movie, right? Like Disney released it. The number one Disney movie of '85 was a re-release of 101 Dalmatians <laughs> that uh, that grossed like 22 million dollars in theaters. Wow. We're talking about a very different time here. And then the Black Cauldron, they spent all of the money on, and it was a notorious flop. But it's versus Sesame Street Presents. Follow, follow that, that bird. bird. No. We, I'm going to vote the Black Cauldron. 
We choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, your next your next matchup is the Return to Oz. Yeah. Versus, <laughs> and th- this is sort of what I'm talking about, the Care Bears movie, where they introduce the Care Bear Cousins, and it's probably just five episodes sewn together. <laughs> this feels like a real Care Bear Cousins. This feels like a real Scrappy-Doo situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want any Care Bear cousins. I the the way I feel about Care Bears is the way I feel about humans. I'm not interested in cousins. Mike, do you want to vote against Greg's pick for the bracket? Return I could never. Oz? I would never. And also, at least if it was up against a good movie. But Return to Oz. Your next matchup is Explorers versus Santa Claus the movie. Now I have oh. seen both of these movies. Uh, one is a weird Goonies ripoff where they create a spaceship and then go into space for a little bit. And then Santa Claus the movie, I believe, is the definitive origin story of Chris Kringle. It's got Santa Claus the movie has John Lithgow at his like Lithgowiest. Uh, I I it, I love this movie. It's got to be Santa Claus the movie for me. Are we surprised that the character Santa Claus wasn't more of a hit? I feel like you don't really hear about that guy otherwise. <laughs> he was like fourth build on the poster. <laughs> well, you got Dudley it, Moore. It was John Lithgow, Dudley Moore, Coca Cola, then this guy. Santa Claus as himself. <laughs> that would have been fucked up. <laughs> Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, and Santa Claus. Greg, do you want to defend Explorers over Santa Claus? Uh, this is the Dora franchise. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I I can't even remember Explorers. So this is like a Joe Dante, Richard Donner type movie where three kids they uh, they're like have wrenches and two by fours and they build a spaceship and then they go right to space. Santa Claus the movie, Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is what you're going to get. <laughs> and then finally, our last matchup is Young Sherlock Holmes, a movie that oh, nobody yeah. has seen, but everybody knows that is like the inventor of CGI, right? Somebody came out of a mirror in CGI mode and fought people. I versus, have seen this movie for sure. <laughs> versus Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the official movie of every sleepover between the years 1964 and 2014. Okay, this is like that's like my one of my sister's favorite movies. Uh, Young Sherlock Holmes is a again a legit scary movie. It's got the classic Sherlock Holmes thing of is magic going on or not? And for a lot of the movie, including the opening scene where a stained glass knight like comes down off a window and chases a guy around and eventually kills him. Um, and it's. It looks very good. Well, I remember it looking good. I wonder if I would watch it now, if I'd be like, ooh, this is, this is just so terrible. It's impressive, if not yeah. good. You believe that a that that it has happened, and that's an improbable thing to have happen. So. What's dope about kids' movies here, it's not just that studios didn't care. They wanted to punish kids for deigning to think they could have a movie for them by making the scariest stuff possible happen the, for them. It, this opening scene where this happened is traumatizing for kids and yeah return to oz was traumatizing for kids black culture was traumatizing i guess they were getting us ready for what the world had to be <laughs> yeah, like it I was mean. real back then it wasn't just <laughs> yellow aspirin and overalls saying it, girls just want to have fun is uh sarah jessica parker yeah mm-hmm. and then also a young charlotte a young samantha and a young isabel and a young <laughs> gertrude is taya leone in this movie probably Everyone was in it, and they all jump out of bed and have a good time. A baby gets put into a pizza pie, like gets placed on top of a pizza pie. A real-ass baby or CGI baby? Not cooked. A, a real-ass baby like gets placed sitting seated position onto a freshly delivered pizza pie. 
All right, Greg, what do you want? Do you want yep. Sherlock Holmes, CGI mirror person, or Sarah, Jessica Parker? I want young Sherlock Holmes, comma, CGI mirror person. Mike? I want to let the girls just have some fun. Girls just want to have fun moves on. Your I mean, I ma- still want girls to have to have fun. Mm, doesn't sure, seem like buddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, your next matchup is the Black Cauldron versus Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Black Cauldron, Ryan. Black Cauldron, Ryan. And the next matchup is Return to Oz versus Santa Claus the Movie. Return to Oz, Ryan. Santa Claus the Movie. Oh, that's awful. Santa I love Claus it. the Movie moves on. Oh, and it come is- on. <laughs> It's the Black Cauldron versus Santa Claus the movie, Mike. Where are we going? Oh, it's got to be Santa Claus the movie. Greg? This is opposite day, Black Cauldron. (laughs) Santa Claus the movie is the number one fantasy. Kids, family. Family, I'm sorry. And also fantasy, and then also Christmas movie of 1985. Greg? Yes. You're left. This is it. Action or comedy? Action. Your number one seed is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Your number eight seed is Death Wish 3. I, Matt, here's, okay, here's why I think Mad Max Thunderdome, it should, it should be this movie. That sounds like fun. No Death Wish movie actually sounds like fun. It's really disturbing how much the story of, like, man has his whole family slaughtered, and so it oh. makes him unchained. I'm so sorry. Raped and then slaughtered. Go ahead. Oh, Okay. Through through that that extra little sauce in there, uh, and this it feels like almost every '80s movie was like you watch this guy's family get gunned down and wife maybe sexually assaulted, uh, and that's just no fun. So no, I'm, but I'm, it, I'm willing to take wait, that stand. Does that mean in every movie he has a new family and the same thing happens? <laughs> yeah, he makes <laughs> a completely oh new God. family. Yeah, this it's guy's also, got terrible luck. It's also far post Kurosawa, far before John Woo. Interesting action. So it's really yeah. just, he just goes around and does boring bullshit to bad guys, and you have to sit there and watch it's it. It's like the Irishman. It's just you watch this guy go around gun people down. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? Mad Max or Death Wish 3? Let's go beyond Thunderdome. Your next matchup is Commando, a movie that is not in a bracket, and that shocks me, versus a movie called Runaway Train, which I believe is a Soul Asylum song and not a movie. <laughs> uh, Commando, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, it's Oh, Arnold my God Holy damn it, cow. dude. What are we doing Man. here? Man. Let's go with this Commando. Is, we're going to get a memo from HR about this. It, Commando is the movie where a guy gets his whole arm chopped off by a machete. Oh. <laughs> this is the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was like, hold on, I'm about to kill you, but give me one sec. Oh, no, wait, I got it. And then we'll come up with the perfect line and then kill you. <laughs> I think is this movie, is where it started. This is the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger said of Boy George, why doesn't he just call himself Girl George? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I vote for Runaway Train. <laughs> this is the movie where Arnold was like, underwear, no. I'm going commando. <laughs> this is the movie where his daughter doesn't get slaughtered, but his wife is dead, and then his daughter gets captured, and he has to go save her. This is also the movie where his daughter was Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, yeah. Oh. She, and she is the one who invented the Milano cookie. I, underrated cookie in my book. That's a good cookie. There's Double no stuffed? Co- there's no coconut on it, so it's fine. Uh, Greg, commando or runaway train? I'm going to have to go with the Milano cookie. Which I think means commando. Mike? Yeah, let's Milano it up. Next matchup is Police Story, which was, although not um, the 95 Jackie Chan movie that came over and then like really taught us about him, like this was the 85 movie where like the inside kids all knew that Jackie Chan was a thing. Versus A View to Kill, Roger Moore's last James Bond movie. 
Now, Young Chan? Come on, that's great. Police story. Yeah. He did all his own stunts, and a lot of them were very dangerous. It was a poor choice, but he pulled through. <laughs> yeah, man, if you just had a stuntman, you wouldn't have broken your arm right there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then finally, Rambo First Blood Part 2. God, it's just the dumbest name. Versus To Live and Die in L.A. This is the William Friedkin movie where it's like assassins versus assassins. That sounds, sounds awesome. good to me. Yeah, Assass- To Live and Die in L.A. Yeah, yeah okay. assassin v. assassin. It's clearly Rambo. But I guess we're going to go with that one that no one has ever seen or heard of. <laughs> Guys, your next matchup is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome versus To Live and Die in L.A. Thunderdome, man. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we've really like talked around this movie, but it's its time. Congratulations, Thunderdome. Arnold versus Jackie Chan, Commando or Police Story? Oh, Commando for sure. See, I would love to watch a movie where like maybe Jackie Chan's cop doesn't have like eons of systemic racism i want police story i want a cop i could root for what if they were in the same movie they're driving around a car and Arnold was like ah you never you never touch an austrian man's radio <laughs> that is gold uh it's commando for sure and then commando versus bad max where are we going commando we're going Ye- commando ryan <laughs> i'm wearing undies beyond the thunderdome commando is the answer should be in the bracket that is the number one action movie all right, guys, here's what we got. Commando, best action movie of 85. Santa Claus, the origin story? What is it called? Is it just Santa, Santa Claus, Claus movie? the movie. Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> His best family movie of the year. Legend, fantasy, Princey's Honor, crime, and Cocoon, our favorite sci-fi movie of it. No, the most iconic sci-fi movie of 85. Uh, Greg, I'm going to cut to commercials in one second but is there anything that you just want to say to the viewers about how you're feeling right now about those awards i feel like what we said at the beginning of the show was exactly what it turned out to be which is like i'm so excited about the movies in the bracket and the (laughs) ones that won these like ancillary brackets by and large are like terrible movies that none of us have even seen so i think that we did this the right way it almost like backs up what we do right get the bracket done never talk about anything else (laughs) mike give us a message this episode is for all the people bitching about the movies we did not do in the real bracket. And also, I'm pretty pumped to watch Princey's Honor. This episode is for all the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not. I'm saying that ironically. No, I mean it. <laughs> all right, guys. Typically, um, I, yeah, I don't think we're going to watch any of these. So uh, normally <laughs> we would say keep, keep watching those movies, but we will not be. Wa- Mike, do you want to watch Princey's Honor? I would love to. All right, Greg, do you want to watch? Fun. What do you want to watch? Do you want to watch Legend with me? Do you want to watch Santa Claus the movie with me? I would watch either Legend or Pritzy's Honor. I'm Pritzy, of, of all the movies that like we talked about that I hadn't seen, I think Pritzy's Honor is the one I'm most interested in. And then the second one that I want to check out is Lady Hawk. And maybe if I'm feeling saucy, Red Sonia. All right, stupid <laughs> idiots. Go to Patreon because you might get two Patreons this year. You are getting color purple. You might get Pritzy's Honor. You might get a fucking Lady Hawk. And that's not a review of the movie. That's. We're just going to ship a female hawk right to your house, and you have to deal with that from now on. <laughs> you, you better take care of it. Uh, Why did they even get this? <laughs> that is it for us. Thank you guys so much for Genre Blast. And as always, keep watching those movies. Brought to you by Bob